welcome back to the OWA Talks podcast. I am your co-host Stephanie here with my co-host Sandra and this month our guest is Amy Hendrick who's the business development manager at GPN Technologies. Welcome Amy. Thank you so much for having me Stephanie and Sandra. It's a pleasure and an honor. So let's start out. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background. As you stated, I'm Amy Hendrick. I'm the business development manager with GPN Technologies and Edge Pro. In 2020, I moved to Virginia Beach from Asheville, North Carolina to be near family. And I do miss the mountains, but I've been absolutely loving the beach life. Professionally, um, my career began in an administrative position, kind of behind a desk with a marketing firm. You know, maintaining reports, handling billing, et cetera, um, not a whole lot of human interaction. I quickly realized I was happier and kind of better suited to working more directly with people in positions that allowed me to, uh, you know, use my communication and sales skills. So this kind of ranged from retail clothing sales to medical equipment sales, uh, I was a LASIK surgery consultant for a period of time. And then the financial crisis hit in 2008, and I found myself randomly working for a forklift dealership selling forklifts. But, uh, you know, I quickly realized that I was an eye care lifer, like so many of us are. And I landed with a small optometry practice where I worked for eight years. Uh, because we were a small practice, I filled just about every role in the practice and found a lot of joy and fulfillment working directly with patients. And then through a former coworker and friend at the practice, I was kind of recruited to work for GPN. And I'm one of the lucky ones who gets to say that I absolutely love my job. What an interesting career path. We would <laughs> love to know how and why you got involved with the OWA? Well, I had known about the OWA for quite a long time, but a couple of years ago, a couple of my colleagues, Katie Laver and Kathy Furman, were becoming more and more active with the OWA. And through conversations with them, I recognized it as a valuable resource for personal and professional growth. Uh, I view the OWA in a nutshell as a resource for growth and connectivity within our unique industry, which is something that I value. So it seemed clear to me that it was a good idea to get involved. So what is the one thing that you wish you knew at the beginning of your career that you know today? That you can't stay comfortable and expect to grow and progress in your career and grow and progress in life. You have to be able to recognize <clears throat> the opportunities, you have to be able to recognize the opportunities that might scare you a little or even terrify you, but bring you new experiences and accomplishment. You have to recognize that some things you absolutely do not want to do, do not like sound, sound like fun at all, are often the very things that you need to do in order to get to the next stage of your career or in your growth as a person. I am very fortunate to work with some incredible leaders who have a talent for recognizing strengths and offering mentorship and ideas for fostering career and personal growth. But it hasn't always been that way, and not everybody is that fortunate. I believe the ability to step outside of your comfort zone 
advocate for yourself and effectively communicate your ideas is something everyone can benefit from early on in your career and really at any stage. Many of us in the optical field work in sales roles that are labeled as sales. And then there were patient facing roles where we are helping to sell ideas and treatment to care for those that we serve. Can you define for us what you think of when you're considering a sales process for our discussion today? Yes, Uh, bear with me on this one because it might sound a little crazy at first, but we are all salespeople. It is all sales. If you are the receptionist at a practice, the moment you answer the phone or the moment a patient walks through the door, you are a salesperson representing the practice. Think about the college professor during their first class session. They are selling their students on the importance, you know, of the the course content, as well as their own effectiveness as a teacher. There's a window for students to drop that class, right? So, uh, So many other examples I can think of, but the overarching idea is this. We have to clearly define for ourselves what our objective is, what we are trying to communicate and to accomplish so that we go into every interaction prepared. Whether you are in a clearly defined sales role and your goal is to close a certain amount of deals this month, or you are a patient technician in a practice and you want 100% of your patients to have retinal images taken, or you are the doctor in the exam lane wanting your patient to convert to daily contact lenses and purchase a year supply. All of these examples involve a sales process. That is so true when you think about it. It really is a lot more sales than I think a lot of people think it is. So today we're talking about the power of communication skills and sales. So how do you think one's communication skills impact the sales process? Great question. And I don't think it is overstating it to say that communication is everything to the sales process. I've heard it said that bad communication ends good things and good communication ends bad things. Whether it is an idea, uh, a procedure or a product you are selling, the way you communicate will make it or break it. As humans, we all want to be heard and understood, right? Remember this when you're interacting with a client or a patient, lead with honesty kindness and empathy, and clearly provide all of the information needed to make an informed decision. We as humans have the tendency to fall into a script when we are having essentially the same repeated conversation with the same goal. So try to approach your interactions as new conversations with unique individuals, because that is what they are. You've given us some some great ideas and, and principles to think about. Can you take those a step further and share an example with us on how you've used your communication to help move a patient to act on recommendations for care or to purchase something that would benefit them? There is one memory that springs to mind from my time as a LASIK surgery consultant. We had a potential patient who had booked, then rescheduled 
booked, then rescheduled her consultation several times. When she finally did arrive uh, for her scheduled appointment, she was clearly just a wreck. It was obvious that just the idea of talking about this eye surgery had her shaking and stumbling. So I knew I was being presented with a challenge, but also an opportunity. I knew there were certain words, blade, for example, (laughs) that I should just leave out of the conversation entirely. I immediately adjusted my tone to, to be as calming as I could. I took my time explaining the routine and and easy nature of the surgery. Uh, I detailed what my personal experience with the surgery was like. Also the bedside manner, years of experience and accolades our surgeon had. Oh, and by the way, did I mention the mild sedatives that we provide to help calm any nervousness, (laughs) right? Ultimately, it was educating her about the life-changing benefits of this procedure and the fact that she was in the best possible hands that convinced her to schedule the surgery. I also agreed to literally hold her hand in the surgery suite, which I did. As a recipient of LASIK, uh, I am appreciative of the mild sedative (laughs) that it was given to me. (laughs) It's very necessary. And I would say the vast majority of patients uh, do take us up on the sedative. (laughs) It helps. Communication, I always feel like is one of those skills that can constantly be enhanced, constantly kind of evolve. Um, What tips do you have for someone to enhance their communication skills to better work with others, no matter their position or role? I love this question because I believe this is a skill we should all be forever working on. When someone wants to become a good writer, it's often suggested that they read as much and as often as they can. And I believe it's similar with learning to be a better communicator. You have to sharpen your listening skills. There are tons of books and internet resources available, but I think observation is the most valuable tool you can use. So my tip might be a little surprising, but I highly recommend eavesdropping. For example, if you're working in a practice setting, you undoubtedly overhear many conversations throughout the day, every day. If you listen to the conversations your coworkers are having with patients, the words and phrases they use, the questions they ask, and the responses they are getting, there's so much to be learned from that. What types of conversations lead to a sale and which ones lead to a patient leaving without purchasing eyewear? Which interactions lead to a patient walking away smiling? And which ones leave you feeling awkward for them? right? Is there a staff member that patients often ask to speak with when they come in? That person is probably an effective communicator. So really harnessing your powers of observation and taking what you learn and practicing it yourself is one of the most effective things you can do to enhance your communication skills. Many of our prior episodes have talked about the pandemic and the pandemic has changed a lot and how people have connected with offices and companies. How have you adapted any of your communication strategies to connect with others? I definitely have an advantage here because I I joined GPN a year before the pandemic and our employees all work remotely. So I've been practicing this for a while now. 
but you're right. There have definitely been some big changes in how people connect with current or potential clients or patients. And this has been a painful change for a lot of people. Personally, I try to stay flexible and offer my clients options. Do they prefer a quick phone call, a Zoom meeting, or do they prefer to communicate by email? Everyone has their preference and lots of us are old school and would rather talk face-to-face, but that is not always an option these days. I would say to consider the subject material and how much time it needs. Email is probably best for quick and straightforward communications, um, but when you're writing an email, keep it simple and clearly worded. If you add too much verbiage, you risk losing your audience before they get to the important part. When you need to have a lengthier decision, that might lend itself best to a Zoom meeting format. One tip I would share for making this type of interaction feel more personal is to turn your cameras on. Tidy up the background and comb your hair if necessary, but those filters can be a lifesaver. There is a lot of conversational value added when you're able to see each other's faces and interpret expressions. We can't always meet in person, uh, but having your camera on is a good way to make the communication more personal. So you've given us a lot of really great tips, um, but some of our listeners um, may want to continue to grow their skills and learnings from others in the field. What professional development resources do you use to continue to hone your communication skills that might be worth for them to look into? I promise I'm not kissing up here, but I happen to know the OWA is a fantastic resource for connecting and communicating with other women in our industry. The OWA is comprised of women from all segments of the eye care industry, all levels of experience, and overall just a wealth of knowledge. Also, my company, GPN Technologies, offers a fantastic resource in our iThrive platform. But, you know, overall, the more you can read and learn, the more informed your communications become. The more you can lean into having conversations with different people from around the industry and really grow and hone your communication skills in the process, the better off you will be. As we wrap up today, my favorite question at the end of all of our podcasts is asking our guests to share one last piece of advice to leave with our listeners. So Amy, would you be willing to share one piece of advice um, to, to leave with our listeners today as they start or end their day whenever they're listening to your words of wisdom? Every conversation is an opportunity. Listen carefully because we all stand to learn so much and you might create a customer for life or make a meaningful connection that opens doors in the future. In the very least, you are practicing toward that goal of being a more effective communicator. Great last piece of advice. And honestly, talking about communication is so important in every facet of this industry. So thank you so much for joining us today to talk more about communication. Thank you again, Stephanie and Sandra. It was an absolute pleasure. We'll we'll see everyone in our next episode.